Hello, hello, hello. This is uh, Jack with the old Tangent Podcast. We'd like to welcome you today. This is Austin. It's good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since we recorded. It's not going to be a while since they've heard the last episode before this. That's we're, true. We're going to get on this. That's true. Yeah. We're trying to bring you weekly content. Because <laughs> it's we been like you. a month. I know. Well, life is busy, my friend. That is for certain. Got school and work, and I gotta have fun in there too. Sometimes. No, you you don't you don't get that. No. No. Why? Because you need to be working on this. Okay. That is your fun. Our fun is your fun, because we know this is fun for you too. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun. Um. This isn't on all the way and it's bothering me. I was trying to press it up quietly and it didn't work. That was the weirdest thing. <laughs> well, I didn't want to like make noise by just shoving it out on my microphone. Too late. Okay. Before right. we get started, I wanna I wanna start out with a shout out. I forgot to even tell Austin this. A buddy from mine I went uh, to through all of grade school with. Uh, mm-hmm. one of my one of my best friends growing up. Uh, he donated to the do fund, Woo! A, a fairly substantial amount compared to the rest. He gave us a whole five dollars. Are you serious? That's no serious. Way. And his name is Stone, and I want to say, Stone, you are number one. Stone. Yep. And I love you so much, buddy. And we gotta, we gotta, we gotta hang soon. Thanks, Stone. Yes. He's so. a stone cold fox. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. Is it? Except that's what you say to like a hot girl. So he's not a stone cold Isn't fox. Stone cold? I don't know. Maybe he is. Doesn't stone cold mean something bad? Stone cold fox. That's what you say. Girls like super pretty. Like a like a stone Dude, cold she's heart. A stone cold fox. I don't know. Is the only thing I could think of that was good with the word stone in it. And now he's gonna think I'm super weird if I ever meet him, but. That's all right. Yeah. Well, shout out to Stone. Thanks for the five dollars, man. Thanks, Stone. You you provided our tonight's drink, which we are going to start up right now. But neither of us know what it is. Blind taste test. Um, I made like a thirty dollar purchase of energy drinks. Um, so I mean, I know which ones I bought, but I have no idea what they are because I never had any of them. That's why I bought them. And I don't know which ones I just pulled out of the fridge just now. Okay. Well, let's get on this. We uh, closing our eyes and trying it then, so we don't know what the flavor yep, is. Yep, you got you got to keep your eyes closed. Okay. All right, close your eyes for me. Eyes are closed. I'm not looking either. Hold on, let me grab them. This is gonna sound weird because I'm gonna move away from the mic. All right, reach out. Uh, A little further. Okay, okay, I have the can. All right, all right, all right. okay. Eyes closed. Okay. Find find the lid. The th- what is that? Was that thing even called? The tab. The twingy. The Twingy, yes. Find the right, Twingy. I found mine. Here. Ah. All right, you ready? What a sound. Yep. Three, two, one. Whoa. Hmm. All right. Tell me what it is without looking. That is... I'm trying to think of a color because that's how I identify flavor. That's, it's definitely a shade of red. You think? Oh, yeah. I think it's... I'm getting strawberry. Mm. 
No, I'm I'm gonna say it's strawberry. I could see. I don't know, dude. I have no idea. I'm terrible at this. You Let me give smell me a guess. Oh, I didn't smell. What it if all. we don't have the same one? How do we know they're the same one? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I just grabbed two. I'm pretty sure they're the same. Here's the thing. I'm trying to think of a color, but I'm colorblind. <laughs> That's still like greens, though, right? I was gonna say mine tastes like a green flavor. Really? But... No, it's definitely red. Not orange, but red. I'm. Mm. It's strawberry. It's gotta be okay, strawberry. Let's find out. All right. Let's see. Oh, it's pink. Rose Rose. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't Rose a kind of wine? I'm pretty sure Rose is kind of wine. Dude, did you buy us wine? Yes. Oh, it's Bang Energy. But you always Bang Energy always comes in clutch. The heck, it's Rose Rose. No I feel idea. like I'm I feel like I'm a middle-aged woman drinking her glass of wine at the end of the night. Hold on. I'm going to Google it. Rose. Ah, I just Rose. hit my mic. Dang it. You do that a lot. Frosé or Frosé Rosé is a slushy viral drink that includes frozen frozen rosé, sweet vermouth, and pureed strawberries ah. or watermelon. I also... was going to say watermelon. Why didn't you? Because I didn't think, because watermelon tastes like nothing and this tastes like something. But... Watermelon does taste like nothing. Dude, so, How do people sell a fruit that literally has the word water in the name? I don't know, it's a good question. It's like, why don't you just drink water instead of having to buy a melon? You get water for free at it's like, home. It's like lettuce. Like, isn't iceberg lettuce like 90% Dude, water? Iceberg lettuce tastes like what I would imagine water would taste like coming out of, leaking out of my garbage bag. I hate iceberg lettuce. It tastes like garbage, dirty in, garbage water to me. Put enough ranch on it, I'll eat it. I like romaine lettuce and I like, like, butter lettuce, but... Honestly, I like, I like spinach. I do too. Oh, I love spinach, dude. Kale? Get away from me. I like kale in the Olive Garden Zupa Toscana. Oh, okay, yeah, that dude. is good. That's kale? I didn't know that was kale. Yeah. Now I feel a little bad, but... Yeah. But on its own, it's super bitter. Okay, my wife, no knock to her, but she likes bitter stuff like grapefruit and kale. I like grapefruit. <laughs> you don't like grapefruit? No, dude, grapefruit sucks, man. Grapefruit's awesome. Grapefruit is terrible. You're terrible. You might like... You must like pomegranates, I bet. I've had a pomegranate like twice in my life. I like pomegranate flavored stuff. I don't even know if I've had that recently. All right. Out of 10. What do you think? Let me take another sip here. Feel your destiny. It's good. It's nothing special. I was going to give like a 6.5 or a 7. I'd say a 6.5. This is one of those rare instances where the first taste isn't as good as the aftertaste for me. I'm liking the aftertaste, but the initial taste is like kind of eh. But the aftertaste is like, hmm, that's good. Yeah. Bang Energy. I haven't been super impressed with Bang Energy yet. Yeah. Mm, Let's see. Is there any that I've liked from them? We had one. What did we have last time from them? We had the birthday cake one, which sucked. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was so bad. And then we had... I don't remember what the last flavor we had was, but I remember it being a, being decent. I think Dude, it was blue raspberry or something. I think that was a rain. Was it? Yeah. Oh, those, those rains are good, dude. Rains are freaking good. They had that peach one. That oh, peach one was amazing. It was like a peachio. Oh, so good. We need to start doing rain. Yeah. Um, and 
Science. Science. Science is amazing. Those are delicious. I, f- <laughs> I was telling Jack that I found a new energy drink. I think it was called Spark. But I was looking at it in the gas station and I was looking at the can and I see this warning on the back. Which some like most energy drinks have some kind of warning saying like that it's got a lot of caffeine, but this one said like don't take if you're under eighteen. Is that what it is? Spark? Sparks is the name of that one. Yeah, Sparks. Oh, this one says contains alcohol. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't think the one I... Maybe it did. I don't know. It There was a warning saying it's it... It's called energy beer. Energy beer. Yeah, <laughs> mine was just an energy drink. But there was a warning saying don't take it if you're under 18. Don't take it if you're nursing or pregnant. And then it said only drink half a can to assess your tolerance to the 350 milligrams of caffeine. And then it had a bunch of other like high stimulant products in there. And there were seriously like six warnings on the back of the can. So I promptly put it back. And did not buy it. Because I like to live. And, <laughs> yeah, so. Living is for chump. Is it called Spike? Sp- maybe it is Spike. Let me see the can. Show me a picture of the can. Yeah, it's Spike, I think, yeah. Spike Hardcore Energy. Yep. It says right up front in big letters, read entire, la- entire yep. label yep. before drinking. <laughs> Jeez. How many foods do you eat? That require warning labels on them. Honestly, like, not many. Oh, dude, a hide. I had one. So back when I was in my weightlifting prime, um, when I was doing like bodybuilding on all that garbage, uh-huh. um, I was signed up for what's called a muscle box. Where oh yeah, every month those, yeah. they would you send get, you like, something. Supplement. I got like a shirt and some supplements and just stuff like that. It's little snacks that were healthy and whatnot. One that month they sent me a hide. Which had 350 milligrams of caffeine Is that like the pre-workout? No. Because they make a powder. There's one that's called Jekyll and one that's called Hyde. Maybe. I think Jekyll's like a pre-workout and then Hyde is like a post-workout or something. But uh, It's just straight up an energy drink. It's called a power potion. It, it freaking... Power potion! It was nuts. It's not even a drink. It's a potion. That's the first time I've seen that. But it was really good. But <laughs> I, I, like, I would not drink the whole thing in one go. I had to wait like... 12 hours, I'd drink it in the whole, like, 12-hour thing because I didn't want to die. Right. Well, dude, I remember in high school there was some kid that uh, died from drinking, like, three Monsters in a day. Really? When I, He didn't go to my high school, but I remember hearing about it. Huh. It was on the news, and that was the time when I realized that energy drinks were not great for you. Well, yeah. All right, well, let's get started. All right. Um, what do you got for us? Or are we doing? Let's do space news first. All right. What do you got for us? I got some space news. So this is kind of cool. You're kind of cool. Uh, thanks, pal. Yeah. Um. So apparently there are photos that show evidence of life on Mars, which people have been debating for a long time. These photos show, according to a scientist named William Ramoser, who's a professor emeritus from Ohio State. These photos show insect and reptile-like creatures that are, like, fossilized and living. He said he's seen both fossils and living creatures. Is this, like, on the Mars rover? Yeah, from the Mars rover, the Curiosity rover. Um, So he said they're pretty, like, to me, they just look like rocks. But he's this crazy good entomologist, which study of bugs and insects. 
So he says that they have the same shape as bees and ants. So he can tell distinctly that there's like a thorax, a head, no way. like complex eyes, wings, legs. And he's got a couple pictures on here that are, I mean, if you're looking at it and you look at it with the diagram where it shows you like, here's the leg and here's the eye, here's the abdomen. Like, yeah, you can, you can see it and it looks like a bug. But if, if I were just looking at it, I don't know that I would identify it as that. I'm gonna. Try, I'm trying to find a picture of it. But maybe to you know a trained entomologist, like that's crazy that he was able to pick that just out of these pictures because it literally shows just this picture of the Curiosity. You can see like the tire tracks, and you can just see like a, the flat ground of Mars, and there's this dark black rock-looking thing in the top left, and then it's got a zoomed-in picture of it, and he draws this diagram on it of what the you know the parts of the body of this creature are. But he says he's seen both fossilized creatures and live creatures from what he can identify, which is crazy because up to this point, you know, every claim that we've like found life on Mars or evidence of life on Mars is like bacteria, like simple bacteria or just simple like single cell organisms. So if there really is like a full that are you are you looking at what picture are you looking at? A little diagram? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that the looks one. Looks like an insanely blurry picture of right. a rock. Right. It kind of looks like one of those dung beetles with the huge horn nose. I don't even see that, front. dude. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that he can get, you know... I, think I, I feel like it could be a stretch, obviously. Like, he's taking a picture of something incredibly blurry and saying, Oh, this is totally a bug. Like... Yeah. I think he's trying to get uh, some uh, some extra PR, you know. But hey, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt because I mean, I, I'm looking at him like, yeah, that definitely could be something. But that's like 17th on my list of what it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I would put a rock at number one. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. I put uh, dirt at number two. Intergalactic space poop at number three. I don't think that's it. <laughs> um. But, I mean, give him the benefit of the doubt because it is really cool, the potential that there are full-bodied freaking so, insects on Mars running around. I hope it is. I hope it is. I do, too. Yeah, like, but that's But I'm, I'm not saying. trying to say, I'm like, this isn't it. Again, this is like the whole, like, security camera footage stuff. Like, you know how, like, they say, it's 2019. They're like, if you've seen this man and it's, like, a t- four, 480 pixelated picture of a man, yeah. like, how, how the heck am I supposed to... But it kind of looks like that. I'm like, I saw a picture from the Mars rover the other day, and it looked awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that one. Was it the one where they spliced together all those images to create the picture of, like, the horizon line of Mars? Yeah, it looked like there was, like, a mist or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly, but it was a really cool picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, the eerie picture of Mars horizon. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. And, like, this picture is high quality, and it looks really cool, and it does look, eerie is a good word for it, I think. It's not, like, creepy or anything, but it's just, like, a, wow, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, that's that's in very, very good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Resolution. Uh, why Why is this picture, like, the worst picture I've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know how all the cameras work, but I would imagine that if they're trying to look for life on Mars, they would have some type of camera that can sense like motion so that if there was something running around up there, that it would be able to like focus in on that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. When was the Mars rover sent up there? It was a long time ago. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, Um, is that thing still running? I thought it died. Yeah. Didn't you hear the thing? I think it was like a year ago where it... It's they getting, only expected it, it to last for like 90 days, and I think it was like was it like 13 years or something. Something like that. I don't know. And it sent this message back saying, like, battery it's, low. It's getting dark. Yeah, it's getting dark, and, battery low. Or it there said that bu- really, like, sad thing. Yeah. There were a bunch of memes that came out around that time yeah. about how it was so sad that it was, like, dying pretty much. But, yeah, I think it's done. But I think, don't they have other rovers up there, though, on Mars? I have no idea. I thought for sure they did, but I could be completely wrong. My battery low is low and it's getting dark, is the last thing it said. But they sent something back to it, which I thought was really weird. They mm-hmm. sent they sent the song I'll Be Seeing You by Billie Holiday to the Mars rover, which is kind of weird. They wanted him to feel loved uh, yeah. on his last day of life, Jack. It it made me sad. It was like it's my battery's getting low and it's getting dark. I was just like, oh my yeah, gosh, it's all alone up there. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty cool. So potential life on Mars, potential bugs running up there, your space cockroaches. Oh, dude, they launched that thing on July seventh of two thousand three. Really, two thousand three. And it what died in eighteen or seventeen? Let's see. This was, dude. It was twenty nineteen. Oh, really? So it must have been the very beginning of this year. February 13th. Okay. Opportunity ceased functions on February 13th. Isn't there a Curiosity rover, though, too? There's another one up there, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. There's probably a couple. Thing lasted over 15 years. Dang, man. And it was only supposed to last for like three months, right? Yeah, it says right here, robotic rover was designed to explore the surface of Mars for about three months. But ended up surviving for over 15 years. Give that engineer a raise. Yeah, holy crap. <laughs> that's insane. Should we move on? Yeah, that's okay. that's my space news. So, Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your day to come and uh, share your time and your knowledge with us. I appreciate that. Mm, you're most welcome. Yes. Thank you. I need this. Okay, next up we're going to do a... What do we what do we call these things? Do we call them anything? Crazy encounters. Crazy encounters. That's a pretty terrible name. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, what what's your name that you came up with? Okay. Um. Uh, give me a That's second. That's pretty terrible. No, yeah. I I I'm I'm building up suspense before I tell you. That's the lamest excuse I've ever heard, dude. I can't think of anything, so I'm uh, building up suspense. I'm thinking. I got nothing. I I have nothing. (laughs) Close encounters? No, that's stupid. I hate that. Isn't that what I just... Oh, I said crazy encounters. How about we call them close encounters of the nerd kind? Because we're nerds. Uh, encounters. It's not really a nerdy thing, though. Okay, fine. You know what? Um, I'm done coming up with names. Then 
Okay, let's read this okay. encounter. All right, all right, sorry, sorry. I got carried away. I got my spectacles and I got my good old whatever. All right. Okay, so this you one. Have your testicles. Wow. Uh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know why I just said testicles, but. Because it's fun to say. That is all. Something terrifying recently happened to me at a rural cemetery, and I've been having strange nightmares about it. Ooh. That's the title. That's what they titled Fun. Okay. And the story goes as follows. I can't really find a reasonable explanation for what happened that night. I tend to be a bit of a skeptic in general, though I'm sure many people say that, and it is such a strange and alarming experience. This happened a couple of months ago. My friend had heard that the northern lights might be visible in our area and asked if we wanted to go for a drive out to the country to see if we could catch a glimpse. So we headed out after dark and drove for a few hours, just searching for a good vantage point. After a while, we started to give up on seeing the lights. My friend realized that we were close to her hometown and noted that she had been wanting to visit the local cemetery to find graves of her, some of her distant relatives. She had recently been researching her genealogy. It was a clear, warm night, and we were both a little disappointed that we hadn't seen the lights. We both wanted to make the trip worthwhile, so we agreed to swing by the cemetery. We found the graves, took some photos, and just wandered around for a little while. I had been feeling increasingly anxious since we arrived, which struck me as odd. I've done sem several cemetery... Seriation? How do you spell it? S-E-R-I-A-T-I-O-N. Sound it out. Seriation. Good. Do you know what that means? I do not. Okay. Then you're no help. <laughs> I've done several cemetery seriation... Sir, 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 I give up. Projects. I can't read. Projects as an archaeologist. Oh, they're an archaeologist. And don't normally feel nervous in cemeteries, even at night. In fact, I usually find that cemeteries are pretty peaceful and calming. But I felt really strange in that cemetery. I found myself frequently spinning around because I felt like someone was standing behind me. Still, I just chalked it up to casual anxiety and tried not to dwell on it. One of the problems with having an anxiety disorder is that sometimes it's hard to tell when your nervousness is justified. Even in retrospect, I don't know if my anxiety was just in my head or if it was related to what would happen next. After wandering for a little, we realized that it was approaching 1am and we should probably get back home. We headed towards the car. The car was in, the, in sight and my friend was a few yards ahead of me when it happened. I suddenly got that nervous feeling again and thought that I had heard someone running up behind me. I was starting to turn my head to look back when I felt something collide with my back right between my shoulder blades. There was a weight behind it, as if someone had hurtled into me. The impact was so forceful that I was thrown forward and fell flat on my face. As I scrambled to get back up, I felt the weight hitting me in the shoulders again and was shoved back down. I glanced up to see my friend running toward me, she had also heard someone running up to us, had heard my initial fall, and had turned just in time to see me being pushed back down. She would later tell me that she had seen my hoodie flattening, flattening against my back and, sh and shifting as if someone had been pressing their hands against my shoulders. 
She grabbed my arm and pulled me up. The weight disappeared, and we both bolted to the car. We jumped in and locked the doors. She immediately peeled out, and we sped out from the cemetery. We drove for several minutes without saying a word. I think we were both stunned, more than anything confused. She finally glanced at me and said, What just happened? I didn't quite know how to answer that. I told her that somebody had shoved me to the ground, and she said, I know, I saw, but what was that? There was nobody there. We tried to come up with a rational explanation, but none of them made any sense. Had someone ambushed me and then bolted? Definitely not. We would have seen them. Had I tripped? No, I had definitely felt something push me, and my friend had seen me being shoved back down. Had it been the wind? Not possible. There has, hasn't been so much of a, as a breeze that night. If there had been some freak gust of wind, it would have hit my friend too. We couldn't just explain it. Neither of us had seen anything there. Whatever pushed me twice hadn't been visible. As the adrenaline faded, I noticed something else. My back hurt, right between the shoulder blades, right where I had felt the impact. I could feel a sort of stinging, prickly sensation. It felt like my back had been brushed up against stinging nestles? Nettle. 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 Thank you. I mentioned this to my friend. She insisted on pulling over and looking at my back. She switched the hood light on and pulled the collar of my hoodie to look down. I heard her mutter, what the F? She took the photo of my back and showed it to me. The skin between my shoulders was reddened. This, and several blisters had started to appear. They later swelled up and popped. It was as if I'd gotten a sunburn or a chemical burn. There weren't any scratches or anything. It was a subtle mark, but it was clearly there. We couldn't explain how I had gotten burned. I hadn't touched my back. I hadn't rubbed up against anything. And it hurt. It continued to sting for several days. And they attached a photo. There's definitely red marks there. Is that the end of this story? No, Sorry. I couldn't sleep that night. My back hurt, and every time I started to drift off, drift off, I suddenly had a sense that someone was standing over my shoulder, and I would startle awake. I couldn't really understand what had happened at that cemetery, but it rattled me. I don't know if I believe in ghosts or demons, to be honest, but I do know that something truly bizarre and frightening happened that night. It's been really difficult to come up, to come to terms with this. I already have PTSD from an actual assault. And there is something deeply unsettling about the fact that, in this instance, there is nothing I could have done to defend myself. It has put a major setback in my recovery from previous trauma. I've had several odd nightmares since then. Dreams that are similar to the nightmares that I used to have when I was a kid. I don't know why, but for as long as I can remember, I've had dreams in which a creature is attempting to lure me into in one way or another. And in the dreams, I usually understand this creature to be the devil or a demon. Sometimes it takes form of an old woman. I had a dream when I was about 13 in which I was wandering through a forest. I came to a little cottage with the old woman standing on the porch. She beckoned me inside and I acquiesced. Acquiesced. Man, this, this person's got some good vocabulary. We spent some time casually talking and baking cookies, but I felt uneasy around her and got the sense that she wanted something from me. At one point, I glanced out the window and noticed a group of people standing in the yard, calling out the old woman. I asked who those people were, and I vividly remember what she told me. She said, 
They want me to take them in, but I don't want them. I want you. Hmm. Uh, that was just a dream, I guess. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but... Um, and they just said that was my first experience with this kind of stuff, and I don't know if I believe it. But there you go. That's crazy. That is a little weird. Dude, I think I know what it was, though. What was it? Remember last episode? That jogger that kept getting hit by cars every day? <laughs> it was that dude. Just all pissed off running down the road. Girl gets in his way, pushes her right down. That's gotta be it. That's was that it. the last episode? couple episodes ago. I don't know. I Which just episode remember. was that with? Colorado? Yeah, that's right. That was Colorado. I think that was uh, our last episode. Highway. Yeah. yeah. It's a dead jogger, man. It's a dead jogger. Keeps getting hit that by that car for eternity. He's just irritated in this girl. As soon Happened as he... to get in his way. <laughs> he just wasn't having it. Get out of my way. <laughs> I guess it never said where, where they were from. Pretty yeah. sure it was a girl that wrote that. Yeah, um, that's a crazy story, though. That is nuts. The creepiest thing to me is paranormal stuff that has physical consequences, like blisters on her back. Right, or yeah, like, no, absolutely. What the heck? I remember this girl that uh, used to babysit me when I was a kid, and she told us these stories of she would have these, like, terrible nightmares where she was getting, like, slashed by somebody or something. Jeez. And she would get, like, slashed in the back, and the person would slash an x in her back and she would wake up and she'd have like a perfect red x like scratch wow. like red mark on her back that was like a perfect x of That's like terrifying what happened in her dream but she'd get it all the time she'd get them like on her arms or like her stomach dude i had something happen to me like that the other day it's the first time anything like this has ever happened to me i rarely remember my dreams like ever like it's like once a month and then i usually forget it after like an hour but just a few days ago I remember in my dream, I had uh, accidentally, like, walked into a corner of a table, and it hit, like, my pelvic bone, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of by my hip. Yeah. And it hurt so bad, like, in the dream. And then I remember things happening after the dream. It went on for a little while. And then then I, I woke up. And the very first thing I noticed when I woke up was right there. That exact spot hurt like crazy. Oh, it was like, and I was like, I wasn't even like in pain. Like I was, but that wasn't what was going through my mind. I was just like, what the heck just happened? And then like, I went and like looked down at it in the spot and there was nothing there. And I was just like, what in the world? And then like I waited 30 seconds and it was gone. Like, there was no mark huh. or anything, and after 30 seconds, I couldn't feel it at all. Weird. I was just, like, I remember Googling all day that day. I was just like, can, you know, being hurt in your dream affect you in real life kind of thing? Like, and I couldn't get any actual answers, and I was too lazy to actually keep reading, but... Yeah. It well, was it was it was one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me, and I... Because I lead a pretty boring life, obviously, but... <laughs> that's weird, man. Well, yep, that's uh, that's uh, our creepiness encounter of the day. Nice. Thank you for sharing that with us, person. Yeah, that was a good one. It was. Share, share your encounters with us, guys. We Tangent, would like to Tangent share Podcast them. at Outlook.com, I think. We had to change the password yeah. again. TangentPodcast at Outlook.com. We're on Instagram at RealTangentPod. And then, so yeah, we're on Twitter at... 
I think on Twitter it's Podcast Tangent. I have never logged and into then, that Twitter. So yeah, it's Podcast Tangent. I'll leave you to that. And then Real Tangent Pod on Instagram, tangentpodcast at outlook.com. And then email us for Jack's email if you want to send a written letter. No, what? No, I told you don't do that. <laughs> I'm just going to give your phone number out one day on the podcast so people can text you. You know what we you. should do? We should get a phone number specifically for the podcast so well, people can call in. Why? Live call show. my phone. I don't give a crap. <laughs> Facebook dating is here. Facebook dating? Is that like Tinder? I just opened up Facebook to go see check on our pages. And uh-huh. It's right big old right there. Is dating, it trying to tell huh? me something? <laughs> get a girlfriend, Jack. Okay. Oh, I saw. Ooh, that freaked me out. Okay. I saw your shoe under the table moving around thought it was a huge a spider <laughs> freaked out for a second because i am deathly afraid of spiders dude spiders are are straight from satan terrifying yeah, yeah, no i won't i can't do it can't Ugh, do spiders dude can't either dude i yeah living in a basement apartment in my house is we have lots of spiders there and i hate it i hate you wow <laughs> Give me one good reason why you hate me. You sold your PC. I did. See, I hate myself for that, though. Like, yeah, I sold my my custom computer today. It was a sad day. Ah, yeah. Why'd you have to bring that up, man? You told me to. I was happy until you brought that up. Well, you asked me. <clears throat> okay, so I think I found your Tangent podcast page. <laughs> Okay, so I gotta go find mine and delete it. I didn't realize you were still looking for that. It's weird, dude. There's more than one. Um, but yeah, let's get let's get moving on. Uh, we will post, you know, our handles and whatnot in the thing, and we'll post pictures and a short summary of what we talk about in this episode when we post it. Along with every other episode, we will attempt to do so. I did that, but it went to the one page that no one actually follows. So. Not my problem. <laughs> I will post because I don't. I I don't know. I'm an IT major, but I can't figure out Facebook for the life of me. How do I just delete this page? Like, just go away. <laughs> All right. Well, what are we talking about today? We're gonna move on. Uh, this is an interesting one: the Philadelphia experiment, and it is crazy. So this is gonna be like a two-parter episode we'll call it yeah two-part continuation (laughs) a mini series so because it's not just the philadelphia experiment we want to talk about there's so much more that is just linked with it we're just going to start with the philadelphia experiment i'm sure a lot of you heard of it they made a movie out of it uh i think i saw the movie a long time ago have you seen the movie i have not i don't know anything about it it's been a long time but is it just called the philadelphia experiment yep so yeah, we're going to start out with the Philadelphia Experiment, which in our next episode we will transition to the after effects of that, which is called the Montauk Experiment or Camp Hero Air Force Base, also known as the inspiration for Stranger Things. So that one will be fun. Uh, but starting off with the Philadelphia Experiment, this took place in 1943, uh, right in the midst of World War II. Tensions were pretty high in the country, and at the time, the U.S. was researching technology to 
make ships not just invisible to radar, but actually invisible completely. Like, so, legit, like, disappear. Yes. And that, my question is, when we when you were researching, I couldn't find out if they meant, like, the thing straight up just disappeared and wasn't there, or if it was invisible. Like, can I still touch it? See, that they say invisible, but then they, they also... also say it went, like, traveled through time. Yeah, we'll get there. So that would probably be why it's invisible. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's so much stuff to go off with this one that, uh, you know, reading through the... It's pretty heavy to, like, read through it all and, like, get it organized into a good episode because there's just so much to go off with this one. But, yeah, so basically the premise is there was a ship called the USS Eldridge, which was a big destroyer. And this was in the 40s? Yeah, 1943 was when this happened. Uh, so this ship was docked at uh, Philadelphia Naval Base. And so the U.S. again was researching, you know, this technology to make their ships invisible. And obviously that'd be a huge advantage in war. Not just invisible to radar, but invisible completely. And so there were these two brothers. There was Duncan Cameron and then his brother Edward Cameron, who were both stationed on the USS Eldridge. And they worked in the control room. So they were in this room that controlled all of the generators that that were used to power the Tesla coils. And those coils created electromagnetic fields around the ship that would supposedly help it become invisible. So that's how they were. Was Tesla involved in this? See, I don't know. When did he die? The 40s. Tesla died in the 40s? I think so. So I don't know if he was involved or not. I didn't. I couldn't find that. But um, that'd be interesting. This is clearly all speculation. A lot. Of, I've, I've read a few things saying everyone says it's a hoax. But again, this is at like every urban legend. Um, some claim it to be true. Some claim it to not be. So take this all with a grain of salt. Right. We read it as if it's true because it's cool. We will always read <laughs> everything as if it's true. Yeah. But that doesn't change... You know, that fact. Sorry, that was just a disclaimer, whatever. No, you're good. Um, it's important to... I don't, to want, be... I don't want to start getting hate mail by people saying, this didn't happen, they proved it didn't happen. Well, well it's suck an egg. It's important to be open-minded. No, it's not. Thing. Suck an egg. Okay. So, <laughs> going back, so the ship, they were... Basically manipulating electromagnetic radiation to try and make the ship invisible. And so these two brothers worked in the control room for these Tesla coils. And where they worked was like... The control room was like the one place on the ship that was pretty heavily shielded from the electromagnetic radiation. They had a bunch of steel layers in there that shielded he and his brother from all this stuff. So apparently they were running these tests, and when they would run these tests and power up these generators, it would, like, cause just crazy effects on the crew. Like, they would all become really nauseous. There were all these terrible, like, mental side effects, and they would, like, start to go crazy and have terrible, like, manic episodes. And so uh, this first experiment took place, it was July 20th, 1943. And so during this first experiment, the ship actually vanished for 15 minutes. So, they don't say whether it just vanished from sight or... Let me read something on that. 
Okay. It also says witnesses described an eerie green-blue glow surrounding the whole of the ship. Then instantaneously and inexplicably, the Eldritch disappeared. Hmm. Not just invisible to radar, but gone. Vanished into thin air. Dang. So, I mean, that that's what it says. That's nuts. Yeah, and so they claim there are witnesses in that, too. But, I mean, this isn't the 40s, so... Right. And that's the thing, is there are, like, so many different accounts of this, too, you know, so it's hard to find an exact, like, Whoa. count. But this is from Duncan Cameron and his brother who were on the ship, so... Uh, we got witness corroboration saying it disappeared, and these two guys saying it disappeared as well. So... This first experiment on July 20th, uh, you know, all these side effects are noticed by the crew and Duncan and his brother are unaffected. And so they decided to set up a second test and they knew they knew at that point that the technology still wasn't like 100 percent and like fully ready to go, which stupid, get it ready to go before you test it. Um, But they decided to test it again on August 12th, so almost a month later. And they wanted to, this test was to obtain complete radar invisibility, and they didn't really want to test, like, optical invisibility with this one. They were just looking for the radar invisibility. Um, And so, a few days before this test, there were witness reports that said that three UFOs appeared over the ship. Uh, It was about six days before, so that would have been August 6th. Happy birthday to my dad on August 6th, by the way. Shout out to him. He's great. Does he listen? Uh, probably not. <laughs> it's okay. My parents don't listen either. <laughs> Doesn't your mom listen? She follows us on like all our social pages. Yeah, I think she listened like three episodes. Uh, what'd she say about it? She said, you're doing good, honey. <laughs> but she says that about everything, so. Well, she's your mom. She's got to say that, right? Yeah. I think she said the last one she listened to was um, Little Chinese Girl from Canada. Lisa Lamb. Yes. Good episode. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's very nice about it. My mother supports me, and I love her very much. So after this second attempt, or is it the first attempt? I don't know. I want to say something that uh, that just came to light. Um, hours after the test initiated, there were several reports of the Eldridge appearing in Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Virginia. Oh yeah, I've heard that one. I didn't know that when. When we first saw this, um, but but then, so apparently people are claiming it teleported because people say they saw it appear in Virginia, which is weird. Uh, secondly, I want to know where was this test being held? Because uh, Pennsylvania is not a that's a landlocked state. Well, isn't let's see, it was the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Why the heck do they have a naval shipyard? Aren't they on the ocean? Isn't Philly a coastal town? It is. Am I'm, I am I I'm pretty sure? Uh, don't make me answer that question. Do you not know? I think I might be retarded. Am I allowed to say that? I'm not allowed to say that. Am I? Get demonetized. No, it's not touching the ocean. Hmm. Barely. There's New Jersey in the way. But it is touching a lake that is connected to 
Lake Michigan. Okay. Maybe Does that count? Fine. Maybe. So, all right. So, Sorry. Yep. No, you're good. So, yeah, this is going down in Philly. And I would guess that it was, I don't know what experiment that was, but um, it says that during the first one, you know, the ship definitely disappeared during the second one. It also disappeared again, which they weren't going for that time. They were just going for radar disappearance. But on August 6th, six days before the second test, these three UFOs appeared. And then on August 12th, when the test was conducted... Well, you're just breezing past this UFOs like they're nothing. Well, they didn't do anything between the 6th and the 12th. They just appeared there. Well, yeah, I think you just said, like, yeah, they appeared. Like, yeah, that's, that's a big deal. It's run-of-the-mill UFO appearance. Okay, so you wait, never seen let's a UFO slow down joke? a little bit. No! It's crazy, let me tell you. <laughs> I know, you have told me. Dude, I still cannot believe that I saw a freaking UFO! It was nuts. There's a reason I titled that episode, Austin is Crazy. Oh, I fully embrace that I am crazy, but can't deny what I saw, man. Well, well at least you're holding to it. Okay, so... These crazy UFOs appeared. No, you don't have to say crazy. Three days before, you're, you're six days before the test, and it was nuts. And oh no! Okay, so UFOs just appeared. They just appeared. Yeah. Did they stay there for the next three, doesn't, six days, or doesn't whatever? Specify. You don't specify. I don't specify because did anyone else see these story. UFOs? Uh, you're asking questions that I don't have the answers to, my friend. I'm sorry. You need to do better. Um, but they appeared six days before, and then on the test day, they appeared again. And one of them, so here's the crazy thing. So these UFOs come six days before test day, they get there, and one of them is sucked through the resulting hole in the space time continuum that the ship made when it disappeared. So I'm. That was my suck noise. Was it? Yeah, sorry. That was a good suck noise. Thank you. Um, I would imagine that's exactly what it sounded like when that UFO got sucked through space-time. Yep, exactly. Um, and when it did get sucked through space-time, it ended up underground at the Montauk base in 1983. Jeez. So the UFO traveled through the future to the Montauk base, which at the time during World War II was an army defense base. So on in Montauk, New York. And so, we'll get a lot more into Montauk later. Yeah, that's the next. So. How big was the ship? It's a big ship, right? It's a destroyer, so it's pretty big. And it fit in a basement? No, the UFO did. Oh, sorry. The ship, yep. The yep. ship was trans... Uh, just... Yeah. So, the two brothers who were in the control room at this time, they uh, weren't really affected by the... You know, radiation like the crew was, because the crew again was affected, like getting all sick and nauseous and right. having all these manic episodes. And the brothers noticed this, and they thought they noticed all this crazy stuff going on on the ship as well. And they know they thought the best thing to do would be to jump off the ship. Uh, which, by the way, smart. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can kind of believe why that would be a good idea. But you're in this shielded room. I don't think they knew they were in the shielded room. Yeah, that's valid, actually. I don't know that they did either. Valid. Um, But they jump off the ship, and they jump into the time portal. 
and they both get transported to 1983 in the Montauk base as well. And so what happens when they get there is all these scientists in the Montauk base, they come up to them and say, hey, like you need to go back and stop the whole Eldridge test from happening, the second one, because it causes all these problems. Like, you have to stop it. So then they go back through the time portal, back to the Eldridge base, or back to the USS Eldridge. And when they get there, Duncan Cameron ends up somehow going back through the time portal again to 1983, but his brother Edward is left on the ship. Again? Yes. So they travel... Duncan travels through it twice. Edward goes through it just once and back. Um, it's kind of a confusing story. There's a lot to it. but So Edward is back in 1943 on the ship. Duncan is back again in 1983 at the Montauk base. And when Duncan... So they make it... He makes it back again. So did they tell him the first time or the second time he was there that he needs to stop it? It was the first time, It was right? the first time. He and his brother go the first time, and the scientists are like, you need to go back, and you need to stop it from happening. So they say, the scientists tell him, like, go back when this, like, before this happens, cut as many wires as you can, like, destroy the generators, do whatever you can to stop it. So they go back. His brother Edward goes back and successfully stays there, but somehow Duncan ends up going back, and then going back again to 1983 and gets stuck in 1983. Dang. So now he's stuck in 1983 and starts to age, like, extremely quickly to the point where he's, like, dying of extreme aging. Time's trying to catch up to him. Yeah, I guess time's trying to catch up to him. And so he's basically dying. And so what happens is this is where it gets really crazy. So, and this is where my brain starts to get confused with the whole thing as well. But, so, um, so Duncan is back in 1983 and he's dying. So what they do is they go, the scientists at the Montauk base in 1983 go back in time to Duncan's father and they say, Hey, we need help saving your son's life. This is the situation to save his life. We need you to have another son. And then we're going to basically transplant Duncan's adult brain into your new son when he's 12 years old. So They straight up told him all this? Yeah. Yeah. So Duncan's father... thing to do. Yeah, I guess. So Duncan's father has another son. They call him Duncan Cameron Jr. Which doesn't make sense because they're brothers, technically. <laughs> Still a junior, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then when Duncan Cam- uh, Cameron Jr. is 12, I believe that's in 1960. Let's see. I don't remember. 1963. Yep. Um, so he was born in 1951. And then in 1963, when he's 12, they transferred the old Duncan's mind into this child's body and somehow forced that child out of the, his consciousness and everything out of the body so basically I'd, killed the kid yeah i don't know how that all works but somehow they transferred old duncan's mind into this kid's body and now this kid has grown up he yeah he uh is the same duncan just grown up in a 12 year old body so um kind of crazy but his brother edward so meanwhile is back on the eldridge in 1943 and they ran a final test 
and it was discovered that like all the control equipment on the ship was missing after this test and so then after that they abandoned the invisibility experiments for good there were just too many too many problems with it um i want to say something about that okay so after the second one crew members aboard the ship reported nausea insanity and burn marks what causes all three of those nothing that's weird yeah um and apparently, I don't know if you're getting to this later, but they also reported that some of the crew were, let's see, he says, others reported being entirely embedded within the metal structure of the ship, having fallen through floors or walls during the time it was missing. Right. Some claim to have rematerialized inside out. Oh, how does that happen? I don't know. But basically, so people like, it disappeared, they fell, it reappeared, and they'd be like fused with the floor or yeah. with the wall or something like that. And apparently some of them were, when the way they reappeared, they were inside out, probably immediately died. Maybe that's why the brothers decided to jump off the boat. They saw inside <laughs> out people? Yes. Fused <laughs> with the metal of the ship. That would probably make me want to jump overboard too. Yeah. So, that's just some craziness that was reported. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Because, you know, grain of salt, blah, blah, blah. And there were witnesses to that, too, that... There's always witnesses. Yeah, but... Witnesses. So, I looked I looked it up. I was like... I looked up, uh, you know, Philadelphia Experiment didn't happen kind of thing, just to see if there was any, like, hard proof that this didn't happen. Uh-huh. And, I, like, the first one that came up, and I, I go ahead and click on it and they were like this never happened because the government said that it didn't I'm like well that's the, the worst reason i've ever heard of course they would say it didn't happen even if it did happen but that's like the best reason i could find was there's no proof and that the government claimed it didn't happen i was just like so and i was wondering on that too does that mean it didn't happen at all or just like it the success of it didn't happen or just like was that whole thing uh, like the the experiment itself was never even trialed kind of thing like it never even oh i'm sure they tried it because at that time like world war Two, i'm sure every single country when did world war Two end 1945 okay it was uh what was the i don't remember when v-day was there were yeah, well I don't know. There was, like, the end of victory in Europe, and then a few months, like, a little while later, victory in Japan. Right. So, um, I just got finished watching Band of Brothers. Great show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. One of the best. Yeah. Oh, incredible. So, I was, like, all into World War II there for a bit. But uh, I'm sure that every country at that time was researching some crazy technology, like, all the rumors of the Nazis researching, like, anti-gravity. And... Speaking of which... <laughs> Apparently, some Nazi scientists were brought over to mm. the U.S. for this and... Or, not this. For, it was after this. For Montauk. For Montauk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, which maybe could have something to do with the Philadelphia Experiment. I don't know. Yeah, I, it'll... I don't know how time yeah, travel works. It all weeds into the Montauk Experiment. But, um, 
Montauk yeah. is crazy. There are so many things that happen at Montauk. Right. Well, air quotes again, supposedly, happened. Right. But, I mean, every country at this time that was involved in World War II was probably researching crazy technology, trying tests to get a leg up in the war, because in 43, like, there were still two years of the war left. Like, that was, like, the peak of World War II, you uh-huh. know? So every country's probably just desperate trying things to get a leg up, and um, obviously the government is going to come out and say, yeah, we like if they have this kind of invisibility technology, they're going to say, yeah, that never happened. Like, we never did it, you know? You think they'd come out later, though? Like, almost 100 years later? I don't think so, because, I mean, even now, that technology isn't widespread like we don't know that exists today you know that's not something that's possible today in our minds let alone back then right so i mean i still don't think they'd come forward today and say we have this crazy technology that can give anyone an advantage in war you know um maybe they found out the the legit consequences of it or something maybe it never happened at all we don't we don't right right um but so then, so yeah, they transport Duncan's mind into this 12-year-old, into his 12-year-old little brother, pretty much. He grows up from then on and becomes an adult again. And his brother Edward, who mean who grew up, so after the whole Philadelphia experiment was kiboshed, he went into, st- like, de- devoting his life to studying, like, free energy and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then... Apparently, this is all heavy speculation, but apparently when he was older, he went through a bunch of different series of age regression procedures that took him back to like the age of a small infant, and wow. he was then sent to live with his family, the I think it's Bialek family, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, their baby boy had just died, and so he basically replaced their baby boy, and was given the name of Al Bialek, and he grew up never knowing or remembering his past and the Philadelphia experiment uh-huh. until he was older until the eighties and something triggered his memories of this. So now he devotes his life to researching Philadelphia experiment and trying to like find out what happened. Is to he him. still alive today? I, I think so. Let me look up. I don't know if he's died yet or not, but let's see. I can't find a death date on him. Albiolic death. Let's see. Um, it looks like he's still alive. So, yeah, he has memories now of, like, what happened. Something triggered that. And so, <laughs> Duncan Cameron's also still alive. And so, they've both come out and talked about, um, you know, their memories of the Philadelphia Experiment and jumping through time and Montauk and all that stuff. Just crazy. There's so much to go off with this one because you got time travel, you got UFOs, you got invisibility and going through space time and brain transportations, yeah. transplants, and body fusing with metal, inside out bodies. There's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll get into a lot more of it later i don't know if we're gonna do it next or we're gonna wait i think we should do it next i think we should do the next one i mean we've already kind of you know prepared for it and it'll be a good segue from this one into the next one so it'll be a good segue 
But yeah, that's the Philadelphia experiment. Really crazy. Just, if it did happen, back in the 40s, to know that we had that technology back then. I don't know, man. That's just, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Like, they always say we're, like, the technology we have now, you know, has been in development for 20 years or whatever. They always say yeah. 20 years. We're 20 years behind, like, what's actually available or, like, what's what's been developed, you know? Right. So if they had that kind of invisibility technology and time travel technology in the 40s, <laughs> like, I wonder what they have now, you know, that hasn't... So, yeah, that's... I, I know what you're talking about. Like, something that went through my mind about that just recently. I'm going to kind of nerd out a little bit here. Geek out. Whatever. Um, this is gonna make a lot of sense to most people i don't think but amd just released their zen 2 architecture for their cpus and that was kind of groundbreaking it's it's 10 nanometer it's small it's insanely efficient and very powerful it's it's it was the new top you know the best and that's new to us Mm-hmm. Then I read an article about AMD. They've already finished development of Zen 3, and they're starting like production of it, which is going to be better, obviously. And they're in development on Zen 4. Yeah. Already. Like, they're two generations ahead of us. Like, what they're developing right now as we speak is insanely powerful compared to what we have on the market right now even though what we have on the market right now is the best it's just weird like to think about wow we just broke records with this but they're working on something two generations they're already done with the next one yeah it's just and the same thing goes for any technology makes me wonder what the what does the government have do they have any Gadgets or gizmos that we don't know exist. Then again, I see most machines in any government workplace running Windows 7, so (laughs) they might be still using, like, floppy disks and stuff. Maybe that's because Windows 7... I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, no. Maybe Windows 7, there's some type of security exploitation in Windows 10 that the aliens are using to steal all our information. But Windows 7 is, like, immune to it or something. I don't know. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I... What What are your thoughts on, like, that kind of technology? Like, do you think... Or I guess my question is, what do you think the likelihood is of the government hiding that advanced of technology from society? I think it's pretty low. I'm not going to lie. You think it's low? It's low chance of that. I, I just don't think something this big could stay hidden for that long. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, things like, uh, you know, like other things we talk about, ghost stories, or um, what else have we talked about? With... I don't even know what we talk about on this show. <laughs> um, but they're small. Small things can be hidden. People don't care about small things. An entire ship, an entire destroyer disappearing and moving to a different location? That's big. That's really big, literally. Yeah. Um, I just don't think you can keep that hidden. 
Yeah. There, why aren't there more accounts of the Philadelphia experiment? My thought is, like, the whole thing of these guys going forward in time and getting told they need to go back and stop this experiment. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, what if it did exist? You know, what if we did have that technology and then we just stopped developing it? I don't know. Um, Seems like not an American government thing to do. Yeah. But I kind of agree with you, especially in in our world. I could see back in, like, the 40s, the government being able to hide it. Right. No, absolutely. But today, where the world is so interconnected and... Everything's digital. And... Everything is digital. And, yeah, like... I don't think there's any way that, like, no one can hide anything now, you know? Everything is no, digital. Nothing. There are cameras everywhere. There are satellites with cameras that can take crazy detailed pictures anywhere on, the like, the Earth. I don't think anyone can hide anything. Heck, we know what's on Mars now. Not just yeah. our world. We're, we're getting another yeah. world. Intergalactic cockroaches. Your nudes are not safe, Austin. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, it's, it's, you can't hide something like this, in my mind. You can't. I'm not saying it's not possible, because I'm never going to say that. But. But I'm saying it's not possible. <laughs> no, I agree, I agree with you, though. It's, it would, it's too big. It's yeah. low for me. I'm going three out of ten. Yeah. I would I say. I think the whole story is really interesting. I but, think, like, my. My mind goes to the technology, like, maybe this totally did happen, but then they just stopped developing it because they found out the danger of it, you know? Right. Well, I mean, if that's the case, what we talk about in the next episode about Montauk doesn't make sense. They know the dangers. Yeah, that's and true. they that's go true. through with it anyway. That's true. Um, things with the Montauk, I will say, are probably far more likely. Yeah, I guess it gets to a point where it's like you have this, like this history altering and life altering technology. To what extent do you go and test that? Like, if you have this technology that can change the course of human existence and change everything we know about the universe and how everything works, like, to what extent? Do you test that? Like, do you test it on humans? Like, do you test it with human life on the line? Or, like, how do you go about developing it, you know? All right. And so, I wonder, you know, it's, like, that's something that needs to be considered as well. And maybe they got to the point where they're like, it's not worth it to test it anymore because of the danger. I don't know. But I'm kind of with you. I don't think right now we have that technology it would be out if we did. Like, people would know about it. Yeah, with all the leakers and whatnot, you can't keep anything a secret these days. Yeah. Good old uh, Edward Snowden <laughs> helped us out with that. Salute you, sir. I think he needs a presidential pardon. I don't mean to get political here, but he deserves a presidential pardon. Dude's been hunkered down in Russia since <laughs> he did nothing wrong in there i see I'm, I'm going tangent i went off on tangent i'm sorry um but yeah it's, it's crazy story nonetheless that's what we're here for is for crazy stories yeah that we don't know if are true or not but we enjoy telling them anyway let us know what you think about this you got anything else uh, 
on this? That was it for Philadelphia. I mean, a lot of it goes into Montauk. So right. Ev- every- for... Everything we've talked about links to Montauk in some way. It's also known as Camp Hero. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next one. Camp Hero. Sounds like, yeah. Yeah, we talked about this, didn't we? Sounds like a place you go when you're fat as a kid. Like a like a self-help camp yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like to give like the kids that feel gross all the time like the self-respect they deserve dude this just brought up a memory that i didn't even know i had have you seen the movie called heavyweights it's this old movie from like the late 90s i think it's a disney movie but it's about these kids at a fat camp and their fat camp leader is ben stiller and he's like crazy mean and aggressive with them it's hilarious so they like revolt against him and it's a really funny movie but Thanks for sharing. Just remembered that. Good quality film. I do recommend it. That's your 10-second film review from yep. Austin. 10-second film review. We should start doing those. 10-second film reviews every episode. We have too many things that we do every episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We do. We can do that every other episode. We got our we got our drink. We got our paranormal encounter. We got our uh, space news. We got... Sometimes tech news. Sometimes tech news. I kind of slipped stopped. that tech news in there. I liked that. I did. The Ryzen or the Zen 3. No, that's not really tech news. <laughs> that's old news, but yeah. The Cybertruck was announced. Oh. <laughs> you mean the garbage truck, dude? dude? That thing is so ugly. Dude, it looks like a tank. I love it. It's so ugly. Did You're... you see that when they were like debuting it? The they broke the, the windows. Yeah. <laughs> the unbreakable windows. Yeah. I saw this meme where it was the meme of Elon Musk like smoking a joint on Joe Rogan's show, mm-hmm. and then it shows the, um, the Cybertruck, but it's drawn in Microsoft Paint. Yeah, and then it shows him with the blunt, like with his eyes super wide. <laughs> really funny, but that thing just looks so ugly, dude. Yeah, it's it's it, interesting. It seriously looks like something from Minecraft to me. It's just like a po- low poly render of a truck. Yeah. It's like if you put like your video game on ultra low and drove around a GTA. Yeah. I just don't think of it as a truck. I think of it as a tank and I like it. Yeah, that's true. It does kind of <laughs> look like a tank. Kind of looks like, like a Batmobile version Halo. of a truck. Anyway, that's enough for today. Yeah. Well, yeah, let us know what you guys think about Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, we'll go into Montauk on the next episode. And if you have any other details we glass, we glassed over here, uh, fill us in and send us your own experiences as well. Anything you guys want to hear. And we will link those handles and emails and all of the things in the description of whatever listening choice you choose to partake in. Hmm. All of them. We have all of them available. Hey, I was told the other day that um, someone found us on uh, Apple Podcasts by searching Tangent. Really? Yeah. That's a big development. It is. You used to have to search by episode name. It's like terrible. you had to be ultra specific for it to show up. They That's said they great. searched Tangent Podcast and it popped up. Nice. We're, we're moving up in the ranks. Nice. Share with your friends, please. We... Oh, I, uh, I have a dad joke I wanted to tell you. That's another thing we do almost every episode. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, if a cowboy dies and comes back to life again, is that called the reincarnation? <laughs>
What is wrong with you? <laughs> that really yees my ha. <laughs> I got another one for you. Oh, great. What do you call a killer with two butts? I got nothing. An assassin. <laughs> You weirdo. Get it? Yeah, I got, I got it. Yeah. yeah so I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You're funny. <laughs> I know. All right. Thank you for listening. We, uh, we love, love you guys. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, we love you. You're great. Um, yeah, share with your friends. Let us know what you'd like to hear. We are going to go do this live podcast. Live. I don't know if that's the right word. On location. On location, yes, I like that. Field trip to a supposed haunted area. It's going to be fun. Yeah. But we keep having time conflicts and the such. Well, school's over during the next full moon, so that'll be great. That's true. And I don't know what day of the week it is, but that doesn't matter. I think it's a Thursday. You're a Thursday. (sighs) But uh, we're going to have fun with that. We want you to share it with your friends. We will please go ahead and give us a rating. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Bookmark drop us a review. Bookmark. Subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. That helps us out. You sound like a YouTuber. People always say that. Subscribe. It helps us out. <clears throat> so we'll be cliche and say subscribe because it helps us out it does it really does and donate to the do fund like our friends stone and chris who have been our first donors we salute you and help us get cool weird beverages to try on the show yeah we might have to switch to something else bang's really struggling recently yeah i I don't love it we need to go back to zions yeah we do or uh Maybe something new no one's ever heard of. We'll get a sponsor. Dude, we should try, uh, what's that, Spark? I don't know if I want to. We'll try it, and it will be the most wild show we've ever done. Dude, I'm so paranoid now. I Every time I see, like, Life Light or a helicopter at night with the big lights, I'm it's like, happening. It's, it's coming, happening. it's happening, yep, I'm <laughs> getting abducted, and then it just flies overhead, and I watch it for, like, 20 seconds, I'm like, hey, this is it, I... I am going to space today, and then it just, it's lifelight every time. <laughs> oh, man. You're a nut job. Yeah. You're gonna it be was that. not lifelight the first time, though. You're going to be, you're going to be that guy that we read about on the news who felt was woke up butt naked in a field. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of freaking Tennessee or something like that. Dude. No, that would just take away all my credibility. What credibility do you have? I'm Austin, dude. I have all the credibility in the world. All of it. Wow. All of it. Um, but yeah, I, this this uh, outro is going much longer than expected, but that's why we call it tangent. Yep. Good night, everybody. <laughs> do you have anything else? Nope. That's it. Good night. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs>